0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. We're beginning a new conversation on how people change and how we identify the patterns that lead to trouble and growth. We hope you enjoy. It's good to see you today again. Good to see you, Wes. I think today it'd, it'd be good to talk through... Maybe we start out with chatting through just how, how do we how do we change? That's something we talk a lot about mm. at the refuge um, as men are going through the process of change. And as we're going through the process of change, that's what's interesting is I think we're all always in some sort of process of change. I really like, this is, a, um, I'm sure, a scripture passage that we'll come back to quite a bit. And it's one that we talk about a lot um, in the ministry. It comes from Romans 7. Where Paul is is obviously writing, and he says, "I do not understand what I do. For what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do." So I know you're probably pretty familiar with this passage, but it's fascinating. It's always been fascinating to me that Paul, who many of us respect a lot, um, if you if you, if you like the Bible, uh, you 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 know a lot of people will read and look hmm. at Paul and the fact that he says that he struggles with this as well right i think is pretty significant but everyone who comes into the refuge comes in because they're doing things they don't want to do right and there's a sense that they feel out of control
1: or powerless to do anything about it
0: powerless to do anything about it and i think we can all feel that way we mm-hmm. can all we can all feel that way at times and so Maybe we could we could speak in a little bit about what we believe, Austin, you and I, even just how do we, how is this, how have we experienced this, and then how, why do we think this happens?
1: Mm-hmm. So identifying the importance of change and how we respond to it, or just how do I look at change? Is it something I should do? Is it something we, we should even, why should we even focus on it? And identifying that. Uh, Like what you said earlier, we are all in the process of changing. The moment we stop changing is typically when we start dying. Like when you're not changing, it's not good. So it's, if we are addressing change, like change is bad, then we're essentially saying that anything happening is bad because we have to change in order to move through this world. The person that I was when I first started working at the refuge five years ago is different than who I am today. That's not a bad thing it's just the reality. So if we look at change as something that we're going to be experiencing, it gives us the I guess the responsibility or we're taking ownership of the fact that it's real it happens. So I'm not going to be afraid of it. Because if I don't want change to happen and that's how, that's my my goal is to not experience change, then it's kind of like my goal is to I'm going to get upset at the sun coming up because it happens. I can't do anything about it. So change is outside of my control. So then that means that we need to have a healthy relationship with it. And that means that we're okay with things um, adjusting. I think all of us would want to, I guess, walk into our everyday life wanting to improve. And that's the goals we have here. It's why we do things within rhythms to help to help create healthy habits so that the change that we're going to have is in a positive direction or in a direction that helps other people and helps myself. So I think our understanding of, of how we address change is just as important as the reality of like what do we do when we're put in a situation to change or when we realize that if I don't change, I'm going to die. So how do we move forward from that? So,
0: yeah, and I think we're assuming right that we that we want to change for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an assumption right off the bat. We're all trying to change for the better, you know, because we live in a society that I think we spend a lot of time trying to trying to justify the parts of us that that we might otherwise see as bad. Um, because a lot of folks don't don't you know if you don't come from a biblical worldview then you you might not think that there's such thing as right and wrong or you might think that whatever I want to do is really is fine if I believe it's okay mm. but we're we're looking at it through the the lens of the Bible we're looking at it through the lens of the Christian faith and with that comes a grid of what we would consider to be right and wrong what we would consider to be Good and bad. And that's, what's fascinating about what Paul's saying is he's saying that there's, there's things that he ought to do, but he wants to do the opposite. Right. And like, we all experience that. And as you've been saying, like, we, we're all heading in some direction where we're, you know, I think in the context of this conversation, we're probably either going to be heading to a healthier way of relating to ourselves and others or a less healthy way. Right. (laughs) Of relating to ourselves and others. And so going back to maybe the original question, Um, how do we change and why do we find it oftentimes pretty difficult?
1: I know that for me personally, changing, uh, is difficult because anytime we change something, we're, we're coming up on something and saying like, I want to adjust what my normal is, what I, what I am currently doing. Um, I'm wanting to change that. So that means I'm going to have to get outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to have to, I'm going to be challenged. Um, If I start doing something differently, there's going to be people around me that are going to notice it. Um, How are they going to respond to it? Um, So it's putting in practice those things that as we continue to change, that the habits are built in. So it's putting in a daily, a daily practice of, uh, I'm trying to think where in phase one, there's certain things that we talk about all the time. We're just in Lancaster in general. It's the, we're putting on the armor of God, uh, the who who am I statements, those things again and again and again, where it becomes a pattern where we start saying these things before we start believing these things. Um, and so with habits and how we change, if we're just talking from a, like just a personal physical Spot. well
0: let's pause there real quick so like you bring up some words my normal mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You, we come in with a normal we yep. come in with and you and you talked you two, you've already mentioned habits yep i think it's good to just acknowledge the fact that that you know we're coming into the refuge but you and i have a pattern you and i have habits you and i have a way of being i and every guy who comes into the refuge every person anywhere at all times like we right. have we have a normal way of relating yeah. And, and that that pattern we've seen modeled in the family that we grew up in, uh we that's 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 been modeled um by maybe a teacher or a coach or somebody that we looked up to, but it's also we've built habits over time.
1: Yeah. And it, we're not talking about like habits of like how I take my coffee habits or where I go to eat habits. We're talking about how do I respond to thing to things? Habits. How do I give and receive love? Yeah. How do I deal with consequences?
0: How do I deal with consequences? How do I, how do I relate to other people?
1: Mm-hmm. How do I treat the people I care the most about? How do I treat people who I don't know at all? Yeah. There's habits and rhythms that we get into.
0: Can I handle negative feedback? What do I do mm-hmm. when that happens? You know, do I, do I run? Do I hide? Do I avoid? Do I overreact? Do you know, we've all got a pattern. Mm-hmm. It might be good to just for everyone to pause for a second and just think about that. Like you're coming into the room with any room you walk in, you're coming in with a baseline way of relating.
1: Yep. And you're able to identify what is most important to you and how you relate in how you respond to other people, either. Going with your way of relating or pushing against, like I think all of us can think of a time where we said something that we felt like was small, and someone responded in a really big way, and we're like that seems like a a, a ten dollar response to a one dollar problem. So that means what you've actually done is you've you have pinpointed something, one of their habits or their rhythms that you're pushing up against, and it made we have habits and rhythms because they that's what makes us feel safe. And when someone pushes us outside of that habit or rhythm, we feel unsafe. It's why guys, it's why right now, some of, some of you guys in the refuge right now are thinking about, I want to leave because the patterns and rhythms we have are pushing against your normal. Yeah. You're pushing against the, like right now I feel stressed, sad, angry, happy. I'm going to go use, I'm going to go drink. I'm going to isolate because that's the habit I have. And it's how I relate to others. It's how I deal with stress. It's how I,
0: you know, yeah. Uh, Some of those uh, overuse of substances or using of substances at all, whether it be alcohol or whatever, drug of choice, it could be a way to cope with that. It could be a way to cope with stress. Mm -hmm. It could be a way to deal with my unwanted beliefs and thoughts I have about myself. It could be all that stuff that you mentioned, right? But but it creates some sort of pattern.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And so… Our point then is like about change is if we've identified a pattern or a rhythm that is leading us towards death, especially with drug use, I'm like, we are going to like, if we continue to use drugs, we are going to die. So that's not a healthy pattern. I think mean, we can all agree on that. So how do we respond? It's like, so if stress is what I do, is stre- if the stress is the thing I experience before I go use, so then I, I, the goal isn't I need to not live a life. That has any stress in it. So I'm constantly striving to make sure I'm not stressed. It's not that. It's how you respond to stress. Stress isn't the bad thing, it's your response to stress. So it's identifying those things that happen before we make an unhealthy choice or an unwanted choice. So what Paul's talking about is that kind of comes back to the whole at the very beginning. Paul is talking about, like, I know the thing I don't want to do. And for a lot of us, it's like, I don't want to use. I don't want to drink and yet I still do it. So how do I change that? How do I move forward from that? Well, for it's, it's going back to that, you, the stress example, it's identifying that it's like, Oh, I can't be stressed. So I don't use it's when I am stressed. What do I do? Right. So that's the habit we're we're talking about. And so in order to change those things, because we have a biblical worldview, there's a handful of things that we believe will lead to change. And they are, uh, you want to talk about those now? Well, let's, let's maybe first
0: chat a little bit about the pattern or our patterns. Yeah. Um, Because I, I think that one of the first steps is probably is identifying maybe my pattern Mm -hmm. because it's going to, if it, you know, we might be feeling good today, but if you can identify the pattern, I would I would guess that everyone listening to this has an unhealthy pattern that they struggle with. Right. Like one one that really frustrates me. Um at least where I am at in my life right now is um I've got a lot on my plate, um as we all tend to do. And what 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 happens to me is when I go too fast, or when I take on too much, which I have a tendency of doing, uh, my thoughts tend to become way more exaggerated. And so I, I can start to think that things are way worse than what they actually are. And then what I'll end up doing is be tempted to make quick decisions, act faster um, in an effort to get more done. Mm. And often what that, res- what that will result in is me being, more, uh, faster with my temper. And so I'll get angry and frustrated at the people closest to me, which tends to be my wife and my kids. And all of a sudden, a couple of days will go by and there's tension in my household and there's tension in myself. And so my pattern is to get really fast, really quick, um, which sounds funny, right? But this can happen fast and my tendency is to be fast. So um, what I have to, what I have to do is, is slow down somehow. I have to pause. I have to find a way to slow down because that's when I can really ask myself the tough questions of like, what's really wrong? What am I feeling? Cause I'll just look over my emotions. I'll just totally uh, disregard and ignore how I'm actually feeling and just try to get stuff done. And again, what ends up happening if I'm not careful is it negatively impacts my relationships.
1: Right, because getting stuff done is the normal, is what makes you feel safe, is getting things done. It's what makes you feel
0: safe. If If I get everything done, then I feel like I'm valuable. Right. And that's a lie, and it negatively impacts my relationships. But that is a pattern that I can get into really fast, really easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast we start part two of six in our conversation tomorrow on how people change. We'll see you soon.